One, I was in the hospitality industry. Second, I was leading corporate events. So all your conferences, all your seminars, etc. And I'd just been in that role for a couple of months when the lockdown came in. And in one day, everything stopped. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. To reduce risk in your life, go to myworstinvestmentever.com today and take that risk reduction assessment I created from the lessons I've learned from more than 500 guests. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guests, some part, such diva, some part. Are you ready to join the mission? All, all set, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, I'm happy to have you with us. And let me introduce you to the audience and tell them a little bit about what you do. I'm going to call you Sam. How about that? Absolutely works for me. I, I know my name is a little difficult to pronounce, but yeah, all set. And by the way, you were just telling me, what does... Tell us what your name means in, would it be Sanskrit, Hindi? How would you say that? So in Hindi, Sampark means communication. So it is talking about communicating with people. So yes, that's, that's what that my name relate, You were saying, how does that relate to the name of your, your business? So my venture now is called Sampark, say Sampark, which means communicate with communication. So that's the play of words that's there. And a lot of people do come out and say that it is very creatively put in a lot of people come and ask me was this name since birth or have you done it after you got into marketing so yes interesting so let me introduce you to the audience a little bit sam's got 12 years of corporate experience across asian paints and other businesses he's also been awarded best digital coach of 2021 at india coaching awards He's been a TEDx speaker in 2020. He's been in the LinkedIn spotlight in 2019, and he was recognized as one of India's top content creators. That's not an easy feat. There's a lot of competition there. He's also known as the top marketing and sales professionals in 2019, which was something that was awarded by Paul Ryder and Oracle. He's trained over, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, he's trained over 20,000 people across 125 sessions across 10 countries. He has over 125,000 followers across social media channels. My goodness, Sam, why don't you take a minute and tell us about the value that you bring to this world? Andrew, if you ask me one particular thing that I truly believe in and I, try, I truly believe in giving out as well is positivity. Because I feel irrespective of what state you are in, irrespective of what hardship, obstacle, failure you're going through, I think it is positivity that can take you places. It is that positivity will, which will pull you out of that hole that you've got yourself into. So yes, that is one thing that I absolutely truly believe in. And I think that is one thing which has kept me going with all the failures and all the hardships that I've got and the stories that we will be talking in the mm. podcast ahead as well. It's interesting because, I mean, I totally believe in positivity, but there are some people out there that think, oh, it's just over-optimistic and just try to be positive and think everything, you know, rose-colored glasses and just think everything's great. 
But there's so much more about the concept of positivity. What does it mean to you so that the audience can really understand how they can implement positivity in their life? See, and this is something that I have imbibed from my mom. And that's something that she always keeps saying that irrespective of what happens, it's his grace that is there. And if you look at the Hindi concept, there is a concept of karma as well on good deeds. So if you are doing what you're supposed to, if you're doing what is right, sooner or later, you will get the result. It may not be monetary terms. It may not be just from the money perspective. But if you keep giving good to the world, good does come back to you in whichever form. And I think that's where when you are in that whole mode of being pulled down by your circumstances, you need to keep doing what is right. You need to keep focusing towards what's what's the right thing there. And that's where you build up positivity that, okay, with time, this will come back. With time, this too shall pass. So that positivity keeps you confident. That also keeps you humble. And that's what keeps you going. And, you know, positivity is really, it's a fun topic when things are going well. But when you're kind of feeling like I'm stuck in a hole or I'm not getting the results that I want, I'm constantly pivoting and trying different things and it's not working, you know, it's a brutal environment with COVID and all of that stuff. It's a hard thing, but I believe it's a valuable thing. So for the listeners out there who are struggling right now and know that they want to have more positivity in their life, but they are kind of down and life is hard right now, what would be kind of your number one tip of how to bring more positivity into their life? I push myself through is two things. One, if I look back when, when you were in school and those times were bad and you were stressed because of exams, you came through it. Then when you went to college, there was something else in terms of your placements and jobs, etc. You fell down, but you went through it. When you, when you had your first breakup, you felt the world had ended. But yes, you went through it. So your experience yourself teaches you that irrespective of at every stage where you felt that you are down and out, you've come across it. So that's rule number one that I follow in terms of how do you keep yourself positive. Second is I ask myself the question, what is the worst that will happen? So if I know if that answer to that question is not life-threatening, it's something that I can look at. What is the worst that will happen? You might take a little more time. You might need a little more effort. You might need to put in a little more of hard work. But if it is not something which is going to kill you, it will surely make you stronger. So that's one question that I ask myself at almost every stage of my life. Fantastic. That's uh, great thoughts and also great advice. I've just been taking some notes on that and I'm going to come back and follow up on some of that. But before we waste any more time, it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstance leading up to and then tell us your story. So Andrew, this I go back and I will not call it my worst because that again goes into that whole negative connotation there, but it's, it's one of my biggest learnings that I go through. So you mentioned a lot of things that I did and et cetera, et cetera. So this I go back into... I had a very wonderful corporate career. I was with Asian Paints, which is India's largest paints company for over five years. Uh, 2015, I moved into the startup thing with Ola, which is the Indian Uber. I was there for a period of three years. Then I moved into Oyo, which is the largest hospitality brand. 
in the country for another two years. In this journey, 2019, I won the top 100 marketing and sales professionals in the country. So yes, everything was going good on the corporate side. On my passion side, I have been writing on LinkedIn for close to six years. I've done over 2,000 posts. 2019, I won the LinkedIn Spotlight Award. So that is an award by LinkedIn, recognizing the top content creators. So top 100 marketing professionals, top content creators, everything seemed to be all rosy, all well. And I felt, okay, this is the time where it will take off. And then 2020 came in. I moved into a new role in the same organization. But that's when COVID struck. So one, I was in the hospitality industry. Second, I was leading corporate events. So all your conferences, all your seminars, etc. And I'd just been in that role for a couple of months when the lockdown came in. And in one day, everything stopped. And with the way businesses were going, there was a lot of uncertainty. People didn't know where it was going. I could sense that, okay, maybe this might not go the way I planned to. So maybe 10 days before something happened, I realized, okay, I don't think because a lot of businesses were talking about letting people go. People were talking about selling people on furloughs, etc. And the inevitable then happened where I got that call that, okay, we are putting a lot of our employees on unpaid leaves for four months. At the end of four months, we will take a call on how can we proceed with that, etc. Now, for somebody to say that, okay, my income goes to zero one fine day, that's something that you don't originally plan. But that's where you are sitting on the crossroads of thinking, what next? And since I'm so active on LinkedIn, you go back there, there are people talking about, okay, I lost my job and this has happened and over a phone call, over a Zoom call, etc. At that point of time, you could have felt, okay, why me? Why did it happen to me? It did not happen to that colleague of mine or, or it did not happen to that person. But I think it was at that moment and when you speak about the values of so-called of positivity, sat down, sat down with family, put it on how much liquid funds do we have? How long can we experiment with them? And I felt, okay, it's a good, comfortable time. We can survive for a couple of years with whatever is in place. And then I went back to a plan of mine, which was on the back burner. So since I had got the content creator award, etc., and I, I had loved trainings and bit like that, but I consulted my mentors, etc., and all of them had said, okay, you started thinking about it, make a plan, work on that plan for the next three to four years, and then we can look at this at the long term. But when this happened, one fine day, that three, four year plan came to that very evening. So I became an accidental entrepreneur. I said, what is, again, I go back to that question that I asked myself, what is the worst that will happen? I said, okay, let me give myself those four months. Let me give it a shot. At least at the end of four months, I know if it works or does not. And if it does not, I know I have built enough credibility back in my corporate journey that I will get something to go back. So I said, okay, let's give myself four months. Let's give this a shot. At the end of four months, I sat back, did a review. I said, okay, this is going better than I expected. I said, give myself another four months. That took me to the end of 2020. It was still going good. I gave myself another four months. And here I am, April 2022. I've completed two years of what I'm doing. And now there are old bosses and old managers of mine who've called back and said, okay, I want to rehire you in this organization. Why don't you come back? We need people like you. And I said, no, I'm happy where I am. 
I have found my journey there. And as you mentioned, I am uh, over 125, 130 sessions, trained close to 17, 18,000 people, working with a lot of colleges, working with a lot of ed techs, working with a lot of corporates, done sessions with brands like Boston Consulting Group, Capgemini, Yes Bank, even did a session for my ex-employer as a trainer again. And this has been the part of the journey. So now, as a part of this venture, I'm doing a lot of trainings. I'm doing a lot of consulting. I'm doing a lot of one-on-one coaching. And since I also was very good at LinkedIn and I was teaching LinkedIn as well, a lot of senior leaders now come back and say, okay, can you handhold us on running LinkedIn for them as well? So for a lot of senior leaders, I now have a team which helps them run the show on a, in terms of their personal branding and their personal growth as well. So yes, that's been a journey there. Yeah. And what would you say now, looking back on that whole experience, what are the lessons that you learned? See, one very important lesson that I would have learned here is that when you are a corporate professional, you are a lot of times under that whole thing of that stability and that check that you get at the month end. And a lot of people say, someday I will do something of my own. But you never have the guts to take that plunge. And you always keep procrastinating, thinking someday that will happen. And I've seen a lot of success stories come out of something like this, where the plunge was never voluntary, but the plunge was accidental or a pushed plunge. And once you're on the other side, it broke a lot of myths for me. Mm. Now, once I'm on this side, I realized that in a corporate journey, you are restricted by your own thoughts. You feel you might be doing well because you see the people one level above you, you see people one level below you, and that's your world. But when you go out on your own, you realize that it's a very big world out there. You don't know a lot of things. You don't know a lot of people. And that's been the greatest learning for me in the last two years. That's one. Second, it is hustle. I don't say when I when I say that, okay, everybody should take a plunge. Does not mean it is easy on the other side. It requires a lot of hustle because suddenly when I moved out of my last organization, I had a 200 member team. Now I was doing everything on my own. So everything from building your brand, marketing your brand, generating those leads, closing those leads, and then giving your service as well, everything comes up to you. So that's something that is another learning that I got. But when I also look back, I feel that when something like this happens, when something goes wrong, that's where you are actually tested. Because again, being active on LinkedIn, a lot of people went there and said, oh, why did this happen to me? I'm in deep trouble and stuff like that. You cannot play a victim card. No matter how bad your situation might be, a victim card can be played once, but you can't keep playing the card again and again. And even for an employer or even for somebody who wants to hire you, they want to see what did you do when you were down the hole there. So I always knew that irrespective, even if I failed doing what it is, I could at least go back and talk about this in my next interview or in my next corporate job that, okay, I was in trouble. It was something that I had not planned for, but I did not sit down, cry over it, victimize over it, but I fought it. Okay. I might have been successful, not successful, but it is the attitude which matters. So that was what I went back with. And I always knew that, okay, I can go back. Now, a lot of I would say influencers say that you should always have your plan A. You should never have your plan B because plan B gives you a chance of escaping. 
but i beg to think otherwise i say okay your plan a may fail even if you are not at fault and that is where you need that plan b covid was not planned nobody had predicted covid everything was going well i was winning award after award i was doing well at my corporate job but then something came in which was not in your control and that time because i had been building my plan b which was creating that network on a platform like linkedin when i switched i was able to fall back on that network so that brings me to another learning that it is very important to network for youngsters who are there you do not realize this till you are 5 6 7 years into the industry that majority of jobs are through reference mm. it's not through job portals so how's your relationship with your ex boss how's your relationship with your peers whom do you know who knows you and networking becomes a very very important part of the journey unconsciously i had been doing it for 6 years so when that situation came in i was able to fall back on that wow so many things uh I got a, a list of stuff I've been writing down here as you've been speaking. First, I just want to kind of summarize some of the stuff that you've said. I wrote down it's a big world out there. There's a lot of opportunity and sometimes we're kind of blinded by the situation we're in, but open your eyes, there's a huge world out there. Number 2, hustle. Nothing comes easy. Nothing good comes easy. Some bad things can come with easy behavior, but nothing good comes easy. The other thing is adversity tests us you know as you said you maybe you get to play the victim card once but basically the idea is look at adversity as something that tests us the next thing i wrote down is have your plan b and then the other one was the network and i'd like to just mention two things that i take away the first one is that when i was just out of high school i had no money my parents kicked me out of the house and i didn't have a job and i really wasn't sure what to do i had one thing and that was i had sobriety i had been clean and sober for a period of time and i had enjoyed that and so my father talked to his friend and his friend talked to his friend and they said well why don't you go down to this warehouse and get a job there and you you know meet this guy i think his name was ed kuchar now that i think about it, it just comes up in my head and i went there and he says all right you're dave stotts's kid and i said yeah and he says well all right i'll give you a chance you got 3 months go out and work in the warehouse so i went out and worked in the warehouse. It was my first job really and I was pretty excited about it and I did my best, you know, running around and keeping track of the orders. <laughs> it wasn't like Amazon in those days. So right. we were running around and and then after 3 months I went to see him. He said, "Come to my office." And I went into his office and said, "You're fired." I was like He said, "You're not cut out for this." And I was like, "Okay." And I left and I was really sad and I went to my best friend Dave at the time and I told him about it and he's like, How do you know this is bad news? You have no idea what's around the corner. And so I challenge everybody, you know, when I listen to your story, it makes me think we do not know that the news that we've just received is bad news. We're going to assume it is in many cases, but take control of your mind and imagine that it may not be bad news. In fact, it was the thing that got me realizing I needed to study at university. And that took me on a path So you never know what's around that corner. And so that's the first story I want to tell. The second story I want to tell is I grew up without really any death in my family until 1998 when my sister died and it was a real tragedy. She had three daughters and you know we lost her at a pretty young age and 
it was tough. And going to the funeral, being there with my mom and dad and our family and her three daughters and my other sister's two daughters, it was brutal. And I went into kind of a depression. But what I learned from that is when somebody, when a friend of yours has someone near them that dies, reach out. And don't be afraid to reach out because most people are afraid to reach out. They're scared or intimidated. They don't know what to say. Feels awkward. Also, go to their, go to the funeral. Go to see them. Go to be with them. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this story is because it's a little bit like what you said about networking. You don't realize how valuable networking is until you have to rely on it. And, you know, for the listeners out there, this is the time to learn from what Sam's telling us and reinforce your network. You don't have to, you know, have to rely on your network to believe in that network and build that network. You can learn from this podcast. So I think those are some things that I thought of. And I, I just, I wrote down one other thing is the role of luck in life. You know, sometimes the world accelerates your plans and sometimes the world kicks you in the ass. And that's the things that I wrote down. So anything you would add to that? No, absolutely agree to the two stories that you mentioned, because as you said, a lot of times we assume it is bad news, but that bad news that you assume might be the best decision or the best news that you might have got. Because if you ask me, and as I said, a lot of corporate professionals never have that courage to take that plunge. Now, just because I took the plunge, I tried this out and I said, okay, I'm loving this and this is what I need to do. So that news in a way is actually good news. So that's why when you mentioned the worst story, I said, okay, I don't think it's worse. But at that moment, it did seem like, but two years in hindsight, maybe not. So that's, that's one there. And when you say reach out, when you say network, I tell this in a lot of my training sessions as well, that networking is not about transactional relationships. It's not about having a conversation on, okay, what is in it for me? It's about giving. It's about genuinely investing in that relationship, be it professionally, and it also applies in your personal relationships as well. That genuinely invest in those relationships. Yes, tomorrow he needs help, go and give it. If tomorrow you need help, the person will be there for you. And it's a game of being genuine. That's the, that's the word that is there. That's fantastic advice about networking, being genuine and giving, and you to be amazed what comes back. So based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, I want you to think about you know, successful people that are in corporate jobs and you know, everything's going okay. But you know, what one action would you recommend that those listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate or to prepare themselves for that? See, there are two things. One, that you should always have confidence in yourself. When I took that plunge, I knew that, okay, I am good enough. I have built it long enough. I worked long enough that if I do not, it does not work out here, I can always go back. See, I always had that confidence in yourself. Second, you have to be positive. You have to look at that kind of a thing. Third, always be okay going out of your comfort zone. When you said that you are generally blinded, yes, because if you worked in a, one organization for too long, you work with the same set of people, you go into that comfort zone and that's where it becomes difficult. But you need to keep reinventing yourself. You need to keep learning. You need to keep upskilling. And that is where that comfort zone thing comes in. If I give you an example, 
I come from a marketing and then sales background. Now, 12, 13 years ago, when I passed out, digital marketing did not exist. Now, now the world runs around digital marketing. So in these years, if I had not re-skilled myself on digital marketing, suddenly you would be out there without knowing what to do because that's the skill that is required. Mm. Also, again, I take a part out of that whole networking bit is build your personal brand. Because a lot of times you are known by the brand that you work for. So if some, you ask somebody, who are you? He said, I'm not the head of sales at here, but I'm the head of marketing at here. COVID has proven that job security is a myth. Jobs might come and go. Organizations might come and go. But the only brand which you take with you till your grave is your name. And if you build that brand around that name, that's where the known networking thing comes in. Do people recognize you? What's the niche that you've created for yourself? So tomorrow, irrespective of that, any big brand being behind you or not, you can survive on your own. Mm, great advice. And it's a so, thing you don't think about when you're in the corporate world and everything's going well. You're just doing your job. Absolutely. It's a lot like absolutely. a lot of people look at LinkedIn. It's just a, a place to, to look for a job. And I just was looking at, I was about to have a meeting with someone in the corporate world and I looked at their LinkedIn profile and I just could realize like, okay, this is a person that they're just, they're married to their company and that's, you know, where they're at. And that comes across very clearly in their LinkedIn. See, because you might be married to the organization. It might not be the vice versa. <laughs> and, and I think I think that's a lot of people who learn it the hard way. And as you rightly said, you don't realize this when everything is going well. And it's not something that you can blame an organization as well. They are running a business. They are paying you for your service. They are buying your service. Tomorrow, if it is not required, it's absolutely okay. Yeah. But a lot of people get agitated saying, why? No, they can't do this. That, that's, not, that's not right, etc. End of the day, you are working on a contract of paper. So you're selling your service, they're paying you for it. And I, I say this in the positive light. Mm. That, okay, that's that's okay. Because a lot of people can say, oh, that means doing a job is bad. No, absolutely not. I have loved every bit of my job tenure. I have loved every experience across organizations. And I'm loving what I do. Yes, every relationship has those tough times. And that's that's how you, you move ahead there. Fantastic. So maybe you can share a resource with the audience. I know you've got some online courses and other stuff. So maybe you can share a little bit so that they get an idea of how they can get more of your knowledge. So while I do a lot of my one-on-one -on -one sessions and my coaching, etc., I do have courses on my website as well, which is samparksesampark.com. There is one course on being a champion of LinkedIn. So it teaches you how to use LinkedIn to build your personal brand. How do you build a network there? And I have another course there, which is how to be a rock star at work. So how can you upskill your career there? How can you fast track your profile in a, in a job kind of a scenario as well? So those are two courses there. Besides that, yes, I do a lot of live sessions. I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one sessions. I do a lot of sessions for corporates going back and, how to be a good manager, how do you improve productivity, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, fantastic. So I'll have links to that in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. Go to his website, check out these two courses. But also, you know, Sam, one of the things that comes across with you is your positive energy. I feel it. And so, you know, for the listeners out there, tap into it. Also go to his LinkedIn because that's where he's got a lot of contributions. All right, last question. What is your 
number one goal for the next 12 months? So over the last two years, I've been able to structure what I want to do. I have tried a lot of things here and there, etc. And now I know that I have been now doing corporate trainings for a lot of organizations. Now, this is something that I would want to expand extensively over the next months. I now have a team and I'm hiring, etc. So, so it's, it's about going full throttle into that. Those trainings across our three verticals, one is the whole personal branding and LinkedIn bit, one is the sales marketing bit, and one is the whole employee capability building bit as well. So, so that, those are the three verticals that I am working on. And I think that's where I'm now working with a lot of organizations to upskill their team members as well. Exciting. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't yet taken the risk reduction assessment, I challenge you to go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and start building wealth the easy way by reducing risk. As we conclude, Sam, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of A. Stotts Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment do you have any parting words for the audience? I would just like to summarize whatever I said. I said, be positive, be confident, keep building on your brand and keep working on yourself. Keep upskilling, keep working on your foundation. And trust me, sooner or later, you will reach where you have to. Might be a little later due to whatever obstacles that come by, but you will reach where you deserve to be. Amen. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying thank you for joining our mission, and I'll see you on The Upside.